Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid. So scared to do what I wanted In looking back I can see all the mistakes that I made And I wish that I could talk to me And tell me I can change Don't be afraid Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is January 13th, 2015, and we are going to do a show where we are going to take some callers in just a bit. Uh, I decided that I wanted to do just another quick show tonight. I've been really busy back on finishing up uh, some, just finishing up the film. And uh, I thought that, it would be interesting once again to talk about, you know, that it's absolutely not spiritual. That's the same word as religious. As Ken Anderson says when I interviewed him in my film, is it white or is it snowflake? It's an oxymoron. And it, they both mean the same thing. But I was at a party, a big party, where a lot of intelligent, educated people were, and this woman asked me what my film was about, and I told her, and the woman with her began to sort of get very indignant and cross her arms and explain to her other friends that she knew more than her about what 12-step was. She went to Families Anonymous, which is like a nightmare program where they teach people to um, throw their kids out in the street. It's like worse than Al-Anon. And I said, you know, that's not true. It's considered religious by the courts. I think it's 35 states now certainly in the Ninth Circuit Court where I'm at in California and in New York, but people are getting court ordered there every day, coerced there, extorted there, and it's so bad. And then I was thinking about brainwashing, like, and how does the brainwashing, how do you, you know, sit around and say, uh, you know, uh, no, it's not, it's not religious, it's um, spiritual. So here's something that I did for the movie, and I had help. But these were called the big book God quotes. And we went into the big book. I mean, I had read it over and over. I had seen these statements many times. 
But it's kind of like I didn't see it that way. So in Chapter 5, how it works, God appears 25 times. He or him appears 27 times. Power, And this is on top of the God, okay? It's not like these are included. These are separate. Power greater than ourselves appears once. And then words referring to God or spirituality appear another 37 times. Um, these are the ones that are very, very famous. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Here's another one. Um, we asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Well, what if you walk into Alcoholics Anonymous and you don't believe in God? Like this stuff is, this stuff is read at every meeting, and it's not just read. It's read in such a way where they put like a punch in certain words and make it like the, the certain thing you know means more than others. Like so, we know the steps, steps two, five, six, eleven. And 12 have the mention of God in it, and they're spiritual. And so this is what's been used in court. But if anybody has to, is listening to this, and you have to go to court, uh, you can just go into that book, and um, eventually I am going to release this and put it on the Internet so everybody could bring it to court for themselves and use it and not have to do this research. Because I had somebody do it, and then what we did is we... Even, you know, we shrunk it down to by picking out, like, the worst statements. Like, um, we have been spiritually sick. Um, when the spiritual malady is overcome, um, we, straighten our mental, we straighten out mentally and physically. Um, from it stems all forms of spiritual disease. Now, I remember, like, you know, he wrote this in the 1930s. But when AA really grew was in the late 60s and then really in the 70s, when what? When all this New Age religion bullshit was really taking off. A lot of people were my age, were not going to church and leaving the church. And, you know, I think if we were to just uh, look at it this way, um, let me just go back here again. There's another page I have where all the big... If you look at it, that what happened, how does somebody smart intelligent, educated, get sucked in and get brainwashed. And, you know, I think that the readings, well, I don't think, I would say, well, it's my opinion, so let's just stick with that. I think that it's the readings and the way the stuff is read that there's something really kind of weird that happens when they, you know, read this stuff. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Really. Now, I've done a lot of shows already of tearing up the big book. But we have a lot of people coming to leaving AA.com blog. And just if you don't know this, there are also our Facebook pages out there, folks. There's Recovering from Recovery. He's got a great blog. ExposeAA.com. That's a blog. There's also Expose AA uh, Facebook community. There's Armed with Facts run by Juliet in Ohio. Um, you have Karen Parker out there. You have NAD Tona. And there's uh, my other blog, which is Stop 13 Step in AA. Now, let me just get the big book a second here. Or 
There, I found it. I haven't burned it yet. Um, but if we look at, let me just see. This is what's read at every meeting. I want to just say, if you you don't know what happens at a meeting, when just tell people, say, oh, it's spiritual. So this is what I say now. I say, you have to pray at the beginning of the meeting, you have to pray at the end of the meeting. Oh, they don't make you do it. And I say, oh, yeah, well, if you don't do it, they'll kick you or say something to you really rude or get in your face because that's what happened to a person that I brought to a meeting and we did not get up and hold hands and pray. And uh, we went to another place and they were really upset with us that we didn't get up and pray. So when they say take her to leave it, they're really like, you know, they're full of it. So we, now we have the first line. Really, have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path? Well, I know a lot of people who have followed the path and... They did not, you know, if, if the goal is abstinence, then, you know, it's a lot of people failing, right? So that's not true. Um, those who do not recover, this is what they're saying. So those people who don't recover are people who cannot or they will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Hmm. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. So these people are at the core of their being incapable of being honest with themselves. So that's a pretty, pretty, pretty fucked up statement to say straight out the gate. They're unfor- they are such unfortunates, but now they say it's not your fault. You're born that way. Okay, so now you're born that way. You came into the world incapable of being honest with yourself. No, that's not true of anybody. Nobody, even a kid, even somebody who's going to like turn out to be maybe you really, there's so, so many bad things that have to happen to that baby and that little toddler before that's going to happen, okay? Um, so they are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a matter of living which demands rigorous honesty. So I guess Bill Wilson knew what rigorous honesty was. He knew what a cheater he was, what a liar he was when it came to money, when it came to creating that company where he sold stock where the company didn't exist, um, the way he cheated on his lovely wife, Lois, for their entire marriage. But here's the thing. The way that I'm reading the book is not how it's read in a meeting, right? So I'm going to just do it. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. They are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. And I guess I I don't even think I can read it like I used to read it when I was in there. But there's something like there was this flow to it. There was a way that it was read by old timers, by people who just looked at how other people read it, and then they mimicked that. But there was this sitting there and nodding their heads and closing their eyes, like this was something like special that people were saying. And so what I want to say to you, if you're out there and you are trying to deprogram, um, I actually would listen to all the shows that I did about the literature and look at language and look at changing their language. And then I would look at getting other books. And some of the books that I would highly suggest would be to read um, maybe my, my favorite in the beginning would be The Sober Truth, which is a newer book by Lance Dodies. I think that the, the book by Stanton Peel, uh, Addiction, Proof Your Child, You've Been Lied To, The Untold Tooth, Truth About Mainstream Alcohol and Addiction um, by Hank Hayes, uh, Amy Lee Coy's book From Death to I Part, 
the cover by Ilsa Thompson and Stanton Peel. Um, what are some of the others? Her Best Kept Secret by Gabrielle Glaser, a more current book. Babylon Confidential by Claudia Christian, who tried everything and with the use of naltrexone and the Sinclair method, uh, healed herself. Um, what is some of the other ones? Um, Moderate Drinking Naturally by Donna Cornett. Take Control Now by Mark Kern, the K. Uh, Seven Weeks to Safe Social Drinking by Donna Cornett. These are some of the books that I've read uh, that, you know, just kind of helped me get new language by sitting in a smart meeting. Um, let's see, we have, I don't know if Kenneth is still there. Hi, Kenneth, are you? Say hi to Kenneth uh, in the chat room. So I want to now discuss, I asked people, it seems like I have a lot of people following and, you know, listening to the show. I have almost almost 190,000 downloads and listens. And here's the thing is that I asked people to go and give me a, re a review, okay? And so they did. And there were a bunch of new reviews that happened on the 8th. Let's see, it looked like uh, three people went and did it. Um, somebody gave me a four-star, uh, which was you know kind of critical. Somebody gave me a one-star, and someone gave me a five. So I'm going to start. I'm going to read the most critical one, and um, I, I, we're going to take it from there. She, uh, this person said, Monica has an important message, and I respect her very much, but the show is not well-produced. When phone conversations occur, you can't hear the other voice. There's another way to do that. Many of the people calling in are articulate, but some aren't, which doesn't further her points. She rambles on, taking, talking at the chat room screen, which somewhat negates her point, along with the maniacal laughter. She really lost me on the last episode. I'm something of an expert on nonprofits, and she clearly doesn't understand them at all. I agree with her completely that the 501c3 status is routinely violated, but she understands very little about these organizations and sounds a bit off the rails regarding them. Okay, so we'll stop there. So I worked at nonprofits. I worked at a nonprofit, a 501c3 in Hollywood that was for after-school programs, and I ran all of their payroll and worked with the CFO and actually got them to hire a controller. And so I think I understand um, a little bit. I wouldn't say I'm an expert on it, but I have worked at one, and I know the very, very inner workings financially of rules. Uh, and I was really, really very, very clear. We got grant money from federal money. We got grant money uh, from locally, city money, from state money. Uh, we got grants from Target and from uh, you know companies, big corporations in Los Angeles. And every dime, that money went back to the children. That money was spent. Uh, the, the person who ran, who was in charge, who worked her ass off tirelessly, uh, Sharon Stricker, who ran that made no more than I think it was forty thousand, fifty thousand a year for working like sixty five, seventy hours a week and worked for years for nothing. Uh unlike Alcoholics Anonymous, where I, it's very, very clear that the person at the top makes twenty, you know, two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred, three hundred and fifty thousand, uh I know that some of them got up to almost four hundred thousand dollars a year in salaries. And that nowhere on the planet is that money 
that goes there uh, going back. Just, you know, you, you say whatever you want. But, um, okay, moving on. Uh, this is what he says. And um, I don't know if it's a he or she, actually. Monica is passionate and gets her major points for getting out there with her info about the corruption of AA. People have been murdered and raped within the organization, and I hope she keeps going. But I wish the podcast would be much better done so that it doesn't sound like a crazy person is remarking on this. Monica isn't crazy at all, but the podcasts don't represent her well, nor do they represent people who want to be taken seriously instead of getting squashed into AA. Nonprofits are not supposed to give money back to their members. No, they're non-taxed in return for returning a benefit to society. All of them are corrupt, um, may pay outrageous salaries, and above the IRS's ability to monitor them, and basically the last refuge for otherwise unemployable white liberal arts majors. There's a whole industry of conferences and studies and think tanks built on the folly. It's not just AA. And then he goes on to say churches, health charities, arts organizations, academic funds. But it is hilarious that AA is housed in the inner church center. Monica kept going, but figure out how to make enough money off the podcast to get some help making and researching it. You're doing something very important, but the way you're getting it across is not making your excellent point very well. Okay, so I guess there were some good points in there. Was this review helpful? I would say yes. Uh, Until I get a more sophisticated system, this is going to be it. Block Talk Radio, safe recovery. But I will take note that we'll only take people who call in on the phone so we can hear them. I think that that's a very good critique. Harmful and untrue. He gave me a one star, or she, Lush SD. I don't believe that AA is a cult, and I also don't believe that it is the only way to get sober. AA is a fellowship of people, and you will find good and bad there, but this lady is way off her rocker. (laughs) Okay, the next one is middle of the road. Um, They gave me a five star, uh, which was a positive, and then someone in December gave me another good one. As somebody down the line here, it's called me cranky. Why so cranky? Um, anyway, I'm not going to read any more. But if you like, go on to iTunes, look for Monica Richardson, Safe Recovery, and you'll see my picture, and you can give a review there. And uh, eventually when my music will get up there, used to be up there, but I think some of it must be on CD Baby. Alrighty, so back to the show. Here we are. If um, hey, hey, hi, Jason, how you doing? Jason is out there, and Ken Anderson's there, and uh, we have about 11 minutes left. I'm going to take a caller or two, uh, and this is the way we're going to do it. Um, if you have something you want, to, like a comment, that's fine, or a question, but I'm not going to keep people on too long because it's really uh, we don't have a lot of time tonight. We'll do it again. Oh, and here's the other point I want to make about what somebody said about the other callers is that, you know, this is a blog talk radio. This is not Larry King Live, you know. And I really don't care what people think about me. Um, if I did, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I think that Bill Maher doesn't care what other people what people think about him. And there are people who really care. Uh, I've lost many friends because of this work, and I don't care. Uh, that's not what matters. And um, so... What I want to say is that there are people to that person who wrote that critique who are calling in who actually have mental health issues, who actually take medication, thank God, because they need to take it, and they're not in an AA anymore where people tell them not to take their medication. And maybe 
they speak in a way that's too slow for you or they don't you know they're not like you know uh you know CNN reporters with an answer right away that's what this is that's what the, why this is different this is a place this is a forum where people can write on my blogs and I don't say oh gee you're not writing good enough so you can't write here uh we don't you know uh anyway so there's my two cents if you want to call in, we have 10 minutes. I can take a few callers, 818-475-9211, 818-475-9211. If you'd like to call in, um, you can tell me in the chat room. I think we have some new people here. I just think that it is really, really interesting. Like when I had this sort of argument with this woman at this birthday party and I really didn't want it to become a fight you know I I did make a choice that when I went there uh, that I was going to talk about sometimes I'll go to a party and it's in Hollywood or you know we go for something and it's it's a real celebration of a show and I'm sick of it and I don't want to talk about it but I very consciously decided that I would talk about it with whoever asked me and there were about three conversations that were pretty deep. One was somebody who was offered to introduce me to somebody at a film festival, which we've already contacted them, and they responded, and we'll be sending them a link to show them the film. Uh, and so I think that I brought it. it was, it's very fresh when about this not being you know spiritual and religious. And for myself, you know, I was really shocked when I was sitting across from a probation officer, and he said. Uh, you know, no, no, it's, you know, like very like lousy, you know, fairies, like, oh, no, you know, it's not, it's not religious, it's spiritual. In fact, the two probation officers that I met said that, and I was like, wait a second, like, yeah, it is, you know, yeah, it's, it's like really religious. Like, I'm somebody who was in it for 30-something years, and I didn't even know that there were almost 500 references to God, him or her or higher power, in the first 164 pages like that's outrageous like that's a lot that's a lot of mentions and never mind the kind of mentions that somebody makes when they and so let me go back to my little um where did i put my little my little what do you call it uh i brought them up my one sorry here i'm just navigating on my computer and it looks like it went away look at see big book Quotes. Here we go. Big book quotes. Uh, I've got religion. Um, he used creative intelligence, universal mind, the spirit of nature. Oh, that's what she said, actually. But she goes, well, nature can be your God. I said, no, it can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, if you're a Native American and you have a much different perspective on uh, your, uh, you know, their religion, I guess, or even Hawaiians, like there's a really Hindu, really different way than, say myself or you know somebody from New York who was raised Catholic was, was to, to think about God, you know that we have a lot to learn or I have a lot to learn, um, but to to just make up and say like oh you know well the trees or you know uh, the doorknob which was the joke forever or the light bulb or the group could be your higher power really uh, you know that's like really really dangerous. Um, they are uh, the Father of Light. I must turn in all things to the Father of Light. I think I put this in the movie. Uh, faith without works was dead. For an alcoholic, um, 
For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. Then faith would be dead indeed. Wow. You know how many scumbags there are in Alcoholics Anonymous today. You know how many criminals, and I'm, uh, let's, let's get, when I say criminal, I mean violent and sex offender. When I say, well, I guess there's somebody who's always burglarizing people. I think that's a horrible thing, too. That's a huge violation when someone is burglarized. But a criminal, uh, I'm going to just leave out any drug offenses because to me, I mean, unless you're selling, you know, heroin to children and, and cocaine to small children. Uh, but that, you know, these people, like, Eric Allen Earl and all these kind of guys that say that they're, you know, they're going to play the AA game uh, instead of go to jail. Those kind of people, oh, really, really, I don't see any of that, okay? And in, in, even in the people that I met in the West Side District, there were a smattering. I would say out of 100 people, there are 20 people that are living by some kind of moral code like this. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive this feeling. So that means anybody who doesn't believe in that is not going to survive. And so there we go with a 2% success rate. I'm looking forward to a really new good year where I'm going to have on people that are going to talk about what it's like to be in a cult, what brainwashing really is. I found some people that are studying to get their master's in social work on that. And um, people have been sending me links for people that are really experts in this, which I'm not. What I am what I really know about is I know about AA. I know about it from being in there. I know about trying to make it safe and it failing. I know about that how everybody is being court-ordered. Um, let me see. People are talking in there. Let's see what somebody said now. This is with, with some of the criticism. <clears throat> uh, yeah, they, they, Leon, yeah. Um, we'll have to figure it out. There is some kind of way to actually me to call you. Like there's a way that I can call a person from this uh, dashboard that's here. So I think that that will be what I'm going to work on doing in the new year. Uh, there's about three minutes left. Uh, here's, you know, I talked about, um, let me see what I said here, uh, that people who are looking for community, it's really grown. Uh, I don't think that, well, from when I looked, Stinking Thinking was down again, and uh, it was a great encyclopedia. Orange Papers is a great place to uh, to read, and to he's done a tremendous amount of work on seeing the background and the lies of what was, you know, the truth about AA and Bill Wilson. And um, the Orange Papers, I would say, you know, I don't go there much anymore. I do. I did a little bit again this past month or two, but um, it's pretty much not monitored. So um, just beware of that. There could be some really serious trolls there. Uh, and, you know, I think that it is going to be an interesting year. If you have ideas for the show, please contact me at makeasafer at gmail.com. And my newest book, 
Oh, here's what I'm going to do also on the Leaving AA page. Uh, on that site, I'm going to start to put, I think we've begun it already, to put all the books that I've read that um, I have recommend that have helped me. So if you go to the top, and there's like, um, it says Home About Radio Resources, Engage. There's a forum that is not as active as I'd like it to be, but it's okay. I mean, I, I'm hardly over there either yet. So resources, if you go to recommended books, I'm going to link everything to Amazon. I've got to do that. He, my uh, my guy told me to do that. But anyway, um, I've put the books. We've we've got them down. I would love the pictures to be there. They're not there right now. But Beyond Addiction, I don't know if it's up there yet. i got to get that one up. Beyond Addiction, A Guide for Families, How Science and Kindness Help People Change uh, by Jeffrey Foote, Carrie Wilkins, Nicole Kasanke and um, Stephanie Higgs. I've had Jeffrey Foot on, Jeff Foot, and it, I'm reading it now. It's a great book. So we are just about wrapping it up. It's been really, really nice, quiet, talking to you here tonight. There have been people in the chat room. Nobody decided to call in. I want to say thank you for joining me. Jason, Leon, Michelle, um, I think Ken, you were in there. I did, all right, Ken Anderson, I saw you in the chat room. Everybody, thank you for joining, and we will do another show next week. I'll start to book guests on the show again. And again, I'm Monica Richardson for Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. Please go to iTunes and review the show. Find me on Facebook and Twitter, The 13-Step Film. Follow us, like us, share everywhere, and I think uh, it's going to be a great year. Thank you again. Good night, and I'll see you all next week. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.